Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Thank you for meeting me in the middle, an hour every Saturday at 2 o'clock, and we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right, and we try to bring some context to the news of the week, or maybe a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough. This is the one-year anniversary of the show one year ago. John and Margot Katsimatidis, and with Chad Lopez's encouragement, they said, let's take those training wheels off. I had been doing a show with... Curtis, left versus right, which is coming up at 3 o'clock. I'd been doing that for a while. I said, let's see how Anthony sounds doing himself. And that was a year ago. And now, you know, look, we're, we're doing pretty well. I really, it's really, would none of it would be possible, literally. You know, in radio, none of it's possible without you all listening and calling in and participating. And uh, we'll be here till 3 o'clock today. Then Curtis is going to come in and join the festivities at 3 o'clock. He and I are going to be talking about some of the New York-centric issues of this week. may argue a little bit about our views on how Andrew Cuomo did yesterday. Great interview. And one hour, took calls uh, with John Katsimatidis, another good voice on the radio here. By the way, you can catch us, if you don't have access to terrestrial radio, you can catch us on wbcradio.com. You can stream it. You can get the app. The app's recently been up, up uh, upgraded, and you can also set it. So in turn, you turn the app on, it automatically goes to the stream. And it is really great to have you along. You can reach me on the phone, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Christian's on the phone. Ryan is on the other side of the glass. We have Kevin running air traffic control here, keeping an eye on things. And it's so great to have you along. It's been a great week for me, interesting week for me. I went to Paris for a few days. One of the things that that Curtis and I are going to talk about is the differences between the subway system in Paris and here in New York. I went there to see <laughs> Civic Strife, apparently, there. As you've been following in the newspapers, they have been dealing with uh, unrest around a policy that Macron wants to put in place, increasing the retirement age. You know, they have some, you know, co- countries all around the world have the same issues, that their population is getting older, health care is more expensive. So Macron's trying to raise the retirement age. And retirement, I mean, the place of work in France is very different than it is in the United States. So they are, they have strikes, garbage isn't getting collected, protests in the street. 
very interesting for me. You know, whenever I – this is from a very early age. I walk around and I think, hmm, there ought to be a law or how are things done differently here? Or what can we learn from that place? So I don't travel much when I do it. That's what I'm thinking. Jordan is in Florida with his mom. Um, he's enjoying his his time there. He was not happy yesterday. The the Islanders, I know, I know, I'm not supposed to be talking much about hockey, but the Islanders lost in overtime to lowly Columbus. Columbus, going, going in, was the worst team in the league. Um, today, the Rangers and Islanders both play at 5 o'clock. I am going to be pulling hard for the Rangers because the Rangers are playing the Florida Panthers, who the Islanders are trying to hold off in the playoff race there. The Islanders also play at 5 o'clock um, against Buffalo, who has been a dumpster fire recently. I mean, they won the last game, but they have been not very good. My eyesight continues to diminish. <laughs> Don't panic. I know exactly what it is. I told you a few weeks ago I have to get a, a Cadillac or something. I don't know what it's called, but uh, that's going to happen in a couple of weeks, and they say that will clear it right up. But the thing is that it's, 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 it's hard for me to read my phone now, and so what I do is I have put on this accessibility mode to have the font be really big, so it has like one word um, – on the screen at once, but this should be, that should be the worst thing that, uh, that happens. It's something that people go through. My, both my mom and dad both had it. I'm going to, a lot of listeners who called, who, who heard me talk about it a few weeks ago sent me notes to say, don't worry about it. Give me ideas. Give me tips. Someone gave me a good place in Williamsburg that sells monocles in case I am reduced to one eye. So, um, if you want to follow me on Twitter at Rep Wiener, R-E-P-W-I-N-E-R, Wiener, W-A-B-C at gmail.com. So um, this week had a lot going on. I mean, just a lot going on. In a way, it did. I mean, um, the, I talked to you a little bit about about uh, the Andrew Cuomo interview with John Katzenbetis yesterday, a full hour, talking about issues national, local, and otherwise. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show because I have some notes about that, and also I think Curtis and I are going to talk about it. But all the stuff you you think happened this week about Trump, nothing changed since last week when I told you exactly to chill out. I mean, I, you know, it's so funny that, you know, the, 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 the criminal justice system, it's a little bit like when we go into wars in foreign places, like we learn all about these countries we never heard about. The criminal justice system, when it faces rich and famous people, we all become kind of experts on it. You know, what's going on with Donald Trump's case is not dissimilar from others. It doesn't go along a normal schedule. Sometimes the rumors leak about what's going to happen and whatnot. But if everyone would just shut up about it, I mean, we'll see what happens. Donald Trump is going to get his opportunity in court. He's going to get his chance. You know, now, you know, I, I, you know just so you understand the process, the grand jury meets, and the way you know an indictment might be coming is that you the, the last person that gets called to come in for the grand jury is the person who they're investigating because they want to give them a chance because the grand jury, they're a bunch of people. They say, I want to hear what this guy has to say before we decide to charge him. So – Donald Trump was offered that opportunity. He chose not to take it. Not a mistake. It's a legal question. I'm not a lawyer. I just want to make that clear. But they said, can we have this guy Costello go in instead? He was, he's been on, he was on the radio this week with, um, with, with John. You should go listen to that interview. Very interesting interview. He had, he said, let me have Robert Costello go in and testify. And why did they ask him? Because he was, I think, um, he was, I think, Michael Cohen's lawyer doing a lot of this stuff. And so he was going to go in and he went in and testified according to his own recounting of it because theoretically these things don't leak. All the ways that this guy Michael Cohen lied as if that's a newsflash. <laughs> Michael Cohen went, to, went to, to prison for lying. 
He's an avowed, admitted liar. He's going to be one of the witnesses in this case. And what will happen is that Trump's lawyers will try to impeach him by saying, you know, this guy's a liar. He's a liar. So the big earth shattering news this week is all this information that we already knew that Michael Cohen was a liar. But I heard in the interview, you know, uh, uh, um, um, Danny in the, in the news break, you know, referred to the alleged hush, hush, uh, hush, hush, payment, what it was, hush money payment. I don't think that's alleged anymore. I think no one's disputing that that happened. The only question is whether it constituted any kind of a crime. Just relax, everybody. It's going to – whatever will happen will happen, and then we'll have a trial. It'll be out in the open because that's the way we do trials in the United States of America. He'll get to call witnesses, hire lawyers, and this thing will be resolved. And for everyone to say, oh, my God, I wish Bragg would charge more of this. And like, I can believe both things, can I? Can I believe that Bragg should be charging more people with crimes and believe he should charge, you know, that the president's not above the law? Anyway, I'm, you know, you heard me last week. I'm over it. I'm on Team Trump in this, in, in that, in that I think that everyone should just be quiet. The only problem is, the only person who's not doing that is Donald Trump. He must have tweeted 15 times this week increasingly crazy things, pictures of him with baseball bats and whatnot. Whatever will happen will happen. You know, we're not going to be talking about should he be charged next week because he's going to he's probably going to be charged. And then we'll get a chance to see the trial. And if the trial is not on the level, the whole world will see it. We'll get a chance to see. All right, let's do some numbers of the week. Numbers of the week are something we do every week where we take some of the facts in the week and I try to latch it onto the news to some of the stories of the week. Um one number is 1,250. That is the number of book challenges at um, um, at school and public libraries in 2022. That's the most ever. There's an organization that keeps track of them. doesn't mean all of them have been successful, but 1,250. I actually talk about this a little bit on The Middle Unplugged, which is a podcast I do that comes out every Wednesday morning. Um, I talk about this idea of woke as an insult. like, And I look at some research whether people really understand what it means whether people agree that it's an insult and wh- how it's become kind of this word that politicians are using. But there's a lot of information out there now that shows that real human beings don't really know what it means or just kind of know it. Kind of. So like this talk about book challenges and banning books and banning works of art and things like that, um, I know that for a certain part of the, the electorate, that's very popular, and that's why so many of these things are happening – um, next number of the week is 27%. Listen to this a little bit because there's a little bit. This week in the mayor's management report, the mayor put out, the mayor of the city of New York put out a report. Um, and what he did is they took a look at, at this idea that John talks about, that John Cavity talks about that relatively small numbers of people are committing a lot of the crimes. And what they found is that 8% of the people arrested are responsible for about 27% of the felony arrests. They're 57% of the burglary arrests, 60% of the petite larceny arrests, meaning the people that go in and do the shoplifting, most of those people. So how did they do this? They went and they looked at people who were either waiting for um, to be have a case uh, um, uh, um, um, ruled upon, it basically is in process, or one that had recent or, – or people that had recently been adjudicated or people that – basically people that are still having crimes – are still committing crimes even while they're waiting for other crimes to be adjudicated. So it's a total of only about 9,000 people in a city of 8.5 million people. So that's the good news. And it does kind of give you an idea. Now, you might be asking, well, how did 
bail reform impact this. They couldn't – these numbers were not available for the year before, so they couldn't compare. But it's very interesting that indeed it is a case of um, of a small number of people preying on the rest of us. And that's and that, that in, in a way is optimistic, in a way is, is a pessimistic note. Uh, next number of the week, 210 million. That's how many times TikTok has been downloaded in the United States of America. We only have 332 million people, 210 million of us. I mean, I don't know if that's a direct number, 210 million of us. And that, that takes out all the babies, you know, all the people like my dad who can't work his phone. So it's basically everybody has TikTok. And so they had the hearings on TikTok. And remember, I, I, I said this last week. I said at the end of 2022, I said that I thought TikTok was going to be banned and I was all for it and all this other stuff. And then sure enough, one of the reasons I said this is because left versus right both have their access to grind with TikTok. And this guy who testified, who, you know, just to give you the back, the, the backdrop, you know, TikTok is a company that's owned by a parent company called ByteDance. ByteDance is, is a company that is owned in part by the, by the Chinese government and the idea that, so it is this Chinese, um, this Chinese CEO was testifying before Congress and getting his a bipartisan butt kicking on different elements of this. He stepped in it a couple of times, but no time did he step in it worse than this. Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think that spying is the right way to describe it. Okay, if that's your answer, if you're asking yes, a simple yes, no question, and you're saying, well, I want to litigate this a little bit, you're probably not doing very well. But I do want to point something out, and I have to say this is not – this is a little bit of a new thought. My, my friend Kitty kind of gave me a lecture about this. This idea that we're upset at TikTok, but for all the same things we could theoretically be upset at all kinds of other companies. Like what did we learn in these hearings? That they have algorithms to keep the attention of our kids and our adults for that matter. That they gather up all this data on us. That they don't regulate their content enough. I've said, oh, that part, by the way, I thought was very funny. Listen to all these Republicans yelling at TikTok for not censoring their content enough. These are the same people who just had hearings that, that Twitter was doing that too much, but putting that aside. And, and so let's assume for a moment that this TikTok that goes away. Well, now YouTube with YouTube shorts. And Instagram and Facebook and all these – they're doing basically a straight ripoff of TikToks, short videos that allow you to make these little videos that they're that, – that, you know, if TikTok disappeared tomorrow, you still have YouTube doing the same thing, Instagram doing the same thing. Now, you might say, OK, there is one important difference, and that important difference is, well, the Chinese are gathering all this information about us. Well, how – I mean, I get that that's bad, but isn't it also bad that anyone's gathering information about us? That a private company is gathering information about us who might have investors, the Saudis, for example, or the Russians or the Chinese that might have investors in their companies. Or even if it's just the idea that they're saying, look, they're, they're, I don't know what the name of the company was. Um, maybe Ryan can figure it. I think it's called Facetune or something like that. It was this app that was usually popular a few years ago where you can take a picture. And it completely smooths out and improves and makes kind of an artistic version of your own face. Okay. It was enormously at hundreds of, again, hundreds of million people downloaded. It was all the rage. Everyone was using it to post on their social media pages and everything else. Um, 
Well, that was even worse because now we have AI that has facial recognition out there and we were all dumping our information. We're like posing for, for pictures. Then there was one that like, what happens if, how are you going to look when you age? Again, tens of millions of people. Those people are, who, who knows where all those pictures are going? The only point I'm making is that, is that, yeah, TikTok is a problem. I have no, I don't like Jordan being on it. I don't like the influence it has. I don't like it. And I hope it goes away. But let's not kid ourselves. You could have had that hearing with the CEO of YouTube, with the CEO of, of Facebook, Instagram, with Zuckerberg. You could have the interview with any number of these apps and you could get rid of TikTok tomorrow and you will not get rid of the invasive, algorithm-driven, data-stealing things that um, that go into it. So when we get back, we're going to take some calls. Also, going to talk a little bit about um, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, we are here on the one-year anniversary of the middle. It's so great to have you along, and I'll see you on the other side. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. And welcome back to The Middle. I'm Anthony Weiner. This is our one-year anniversary show. And that's Elvis Costello bringing us back in. It is great to have you along. You know, one of the things that has made the show so great is the calls. I told you about the research that they showed me that showed the callers to the show. And that's probably true of, of all the shows here. You've heard some promos for the week. Our weekend lineup is amazing. It really is. Like, it's not... Not a moribund kind of, you know, just people sleepwalking through it. it. It's live. It's local. It's interesting people, a good combination of folks. And um, and some of it is the back and forth with callers, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You know, before we move off the TikTok thing, let me just say this. You know, it, don't misunderstand me. I see the ills. I mean, I'm, I was at the forefront of all of this. And I just started to visualize with the help of, you know, just kind of listening to the back and forth. I started to visualize, okay, let's say that TikTok is sold to a U.S. company or that TikTok is banned from the United States or whatnot. I don't believe what some people think, which is, all right, the streets are going to like, you know, there's going to be protests in the streets. You know, people, the kids will find something else. These things move in and out of vogue. But right now, what they're doing, the algorithms that are surgically created to keep people hooked, the the, the the difficulties regulating content, the saving of data about us that, that you don't want anyone to – it's all going to happen with other companies. I mean the big difference is that the Chinese won't be one of the entities that gets this. Um, but it will be a private company that could be hacked by the Chinese. <laughs> so it, it could be as easy as that. Um, let's go to some calls and uh, then a little later in the show I'm going to talk – I'm going to talk about the – it was an excellent hour, um, Andrew Cuomo with – with John Katsimatidis, and I want to talk about that a little bit. It's all, we're also going to talk about it with Curtis Lee at 3 o'clock. But let's go, go get some calls on the board. Um, da, 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 da. Let's go to George in Mount Sinai. Hey, George. Hi, Anthony. Um, I talked to you before. I was the court clerk. Uh, I talked to you. I have oh, a yes. little knowledge. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, thanks. I, I want to go quick because I think this is important. When Cot- the attorney Costello, who is a good attorney, I used to work in the grand jury as a court officer. I was called warden of the grand jury. It's an old English term. Basically, it was a security and administrative. You'd go in and give the exhibits in, take the jury's attendance. Not real brain work. And sometimes the juries would act up. You'd go in there, and you'd have to leave when they voted, of course. 
But in all the couple of years I did it, I saw hundreds of proceedings, and it was the assistant district attorney who would lead the questioning. Now, Costello, what I'm not defending Trump, going against Trump. He let a lot of information out. He admitted in his interview where he, he gave them papers to show that, that uh, Cohen was lying. In all my time there, I never saw – I don't know if you've ever testified in the grand jury. I'm not asking – not because of your no. own stuff or no, other no. stuff. No, I haven't. Usually it's like a trial. You know, yes or no, yes or no. The DA, the DA um, leads the questioning. And for this guy Costello, he's very smart to get this out. Kudos to him. But the DA was not doing his job. That, that he, I don't know if you get where I'm going. No, that. you mean because it became public? No, not because it became public. When Costello came out, when he's done interviewed views, he said that he gave them uh, uh, you know, 300 emails and all of that. He, yeah. got it, he said he got it in. He, he got it in. Not because it becomes public, no. He didn't do anything wrong. No, no, he because – look, because the, the grand jury – By the, I have a question for you, though, George. Um, what? How long does a special grand jury sit? Grant, I don't know. Uh, they could sit by terms. The public doesn't really know that much about the grand jury secret, obviously. But it's but it's like months. But it's lady, it's I'm months. Sorry. It's months at a time, right? Right. But the judge can extend it. The judge, the Supreme Court, really runs the. You know, the DA uses the grand jury. But the, or other agencies, but the Supreme Court controls the jurors, and it's right. under the purview of the But I'm just curious. I'm, I'm curious about something, and you've been in this world, and thank you for adding so much to the conversation. So someone leaves their job and leave, you know, and, and sits for six months? They take off from their life? They, to, go, they yeah. go on and off, but there's more to this if you want to hear it. I'll go quickly. Many, many years ago, the grand jury was a separate panel of grand jurors. They used to have grand jury associations where you only sat at the grand jury. And bluntly, it was high and mighty people from Park Avenue. Right. They had their own grand jury. You know, they didn't have – because some of them were very complicated. And, you know, being snobs, they didn't believe uh, – especially under Hogan and Morgenthau. Well, more, not so much Morgenthau. It was changed. It was not for the average person that sat on a regular jury. But they changed that, and the jury's for one pool. Now, yeah, got it, it. it takes – it takes – yeah, it now is, it's but now got it. Now it's now it's more regular people. Thank you so much, George. You've added a lot to that. Uh, let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Go ahead, Chris. Anthony, first of all, uh, happy anniversary. Thank I love you. The show. Appreciate it, pal. Radio for me. Uh, anyhow, yeah, just quickly about the Trump thing. I, I'm not a big Trump supporter by any means. Uh, in fact, I'm more on the DeSantis side, obviously now. But um, I just think that you know, the Bragg and the Democrats—they're doing Trump such a big favor, and it's really discouraging to see him going up in the polls because now he's, you know, he's been cast as the victim now in this whole thing. And, you know, I listen to WABC radio like all the time. And, you know, Alan Dershowitz, who I think you should have on your show, says it the best. He said, you know, they have, you know, like Russia, they have the man, let's go out and find a crime. He says it all the time. And he's not a big Trump supporter by any means. So my point is this. I, I agree with you. I wish the whole thing would go away or it's going to play itself out. But I just think I'm very disappointed with, you know, Alvin Bragg and, you know, like everybody else. And, you know, you just wish you would focus in on other I know what you're saying. You can have two thoughts at the same time. But do you agree uh, deep down, Anthony? Yeah, but let me let me say this, Chris. Let me say this. I mean, I I agree with all of it except this idea that the Alvin Bragg and the Democrats. This whole idea that somehow questions about whether to charge or not charge something, that there's a one single view that all Democrats have, 
In these things, these decisions about whether to, to charge are made by elected people. That's true in New York. That's true anywhere that has an elected district attorney. That's true in the most conservative places where they like throw the books at some somebody who seems like the this. I think this prosecution of Alec Baldwin is ridiculous because, but that's a political. These there are political elements to all of this. But at the bottom line of all of this, and we're bumping up against the break, but in the bottom line of all of this is. If the president did the crime, should he be held responsible? How come we all talk about politics so much and how it looks and and who's up in the polls and who's down in the polls? I think you start with a very basic question, and that is, did this crime get done? Then the next question is, is it something that you want to kind of let slide because it's kind of in the middle or it's kind of we don't have a great case or something like that? And then you go, but it shouldn't be, I was charged and went to prison because I was an active Democratic political figure. And they had to show, the judge said this, they had to show that no one was above the law. I accept responsibility for that. I'm not, I had a higher responsibility because I was in public life, not lower. So so I think that should be part of the question at all. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't really, what the heck? You can argue it all kinds of different ways. So when we come back, we're going to have a little more conversation about TikTok, about uh, about Trump. I'm also going to talk a little bit about this Andrew Cuomo thing. It's the one-year anniversary of the middle. It's so great to have you along, and we'll see you on the other side. Finding new ways to make change. Reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Welcome back. It's Anthony Weiner. That's uh, Jimmy Eat World bringing us back with The Middle, one of our many theme songs here on The Middle. We're taking some calls and talking about the issues of the day. I'm taking to a 3 o'clock. Then Curtis comes in, left versus right. We're going to talk about the comparisons between the Paris subway system and that one, the one here in New York. Of course, if there's a subway anywhere in the world, Curtis has been on it. We're also going to talk a little bit about this crazy multi-million dollar logo change that changed from I love New York to we love New York. It's just dreadful. It's hard to, it's a hard story to do on radio, I gotta admit, because you gotta see it. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony and Clifton. Hey, Tony, welcome back. Hi, Anthony. Gee, I want to wish you just a happy anniversary, and you have really grown this year, and I never thought in a million years I'd get to talk with you. So thank you for your middle perspective and for being so approachable. I wanted to get that out there. Well, thank you. And, Tony, before you start what you called for, let me just say thank you to you. You've been a regular. You always bring an interesting perspective, and you, um, I I really do appreciate how supportive you have been. But uh, thank you so much for calling in again. So, you know, this week was kind of a dreary week, and I caught up on my hearings, and I did listen to the TikTok hearing with Chairman Chu, if I said his name right. And what was most outstanding to me is, as much as I want TikTok fans, I really came out with an appreciation for how last we've been here in the USA. Um, I learned that other countries have different settings for um, TikTok, which we could have gotten, which excluded youth, certain ages, which um, had things to monitor more like 
if you do have these on, which I don't understand why they were on, but if you do, they're only allowed 60 minutes, and yet nobody kept track of that, parents nor TikTok. So we learned that, you know, in the USA, we're very culpable. We're very, we're to blame. And it was amazing how everyone was very angry. And those who asked questions of TikTok to sort of see if they could make this work got absolutely nowhere. So I think we need to be more forward as a country and protective of our uh, properties, our children, uh, our country. And we're certainly trying to figure all this out. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, Tony, and that's a great call. But in Implicit in that is something that we talk about somewhere on – we frequently talk about on the show. Implicit in that is not necessarily worshiping at the altar of capitalism, that knowing that these companies – you know, we always talk about less regulation. Steve Moore does a great show right before mine. He always talks about less regulation is better. Well, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. We have to realize that companies like ByteDance, companies like Facebook, companies like Twitter do not have our best interests at heart. They are going to do everything possible to make bucks, to get listen, to get um, um, viewers, to get people to download their app. That is all they care about. That's what they worship at. And if we believe that regulation, that we need regulations, I do. But that's an unpopular position with a lot of people, with a lot of political figures in this country who always worship at the at the altar of uh, of less um, of of less regulation. Next, let's go to JoJo in DeSantis land. What does this mean? Jo- jo- go go ahead, JoJo. Hi, Dad. Oh, Jordan. Hi, buddy. Happy one-year anniversary on your show. Well, thank you very much. You know, Jordan, you are a big part of the show. I talk about you all the time on the show. You're not actually listening to the show while you're on spring break, I hope. Um, No, but you have played it in the car quite a few times. <laughs> I know, that's true. It's really nice of you to call in, my man. Are you having fun down there in Florida? Yep. So... Given the comparative political environments between New York and Florida, which do you think is showing itself to be a better governing paradigm for the United States of America? New York by a mile. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you even knew what the hell I was talking about. Hey, Jordan, it's really, really nice of you to call in. You know, I, 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 I said on the show last week that we, um, we did some research to see why people like the show, and one of the things that, that a couple of people said is that they liked it uh, that I talk about you so much. I'm really proud of you. That was a heartbreaking loss to Columbus yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I wasn't actually very surprised, though, because that first line has lots of depth, and we were very sloppy in our zone yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we left open Goudreau in front quite a few times, and he just blasted it wide. I don't think Sorokin can come up with that save, and that overtime goal was just great. Yeah, that, that was that, that was a nice tip by Boone Jenner also. You know, Jordan, you know what we're doing here, you and me? We're talking about hockey. This is another clever way I'm getting around the rules that I can't talk about hockey, but who can stop you, uh, the, the virtual star of the show, I'm talking about it. You know, we've been talking a little bit today, Jordan, about, about TikTok. Do your friends have TikTok? Yes. Is it is it pretty popular with your friends? I think it's pretty popular throughout the whole school. Do they? Do you watch a lot of sports TikToks on uh, on on the on the uh, 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 sports uh, what soccer and hockey TikToks? Yeah, mostly for the most part. Yeah. Well, sometimes I watch baseball. Well, you know, you're not supposed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get you in trouble here on the, on the radio, Jordan. It's really nice of you to call in, especially since you're down there in Florida. What's the weather like? Make us jealous. 
Well, I actually have like something that leaves the weather right here. It's 84 right now. Oh my. Um, Fahrenheit. Is it is it raining though? No. It's very sunny. It's beautiful down there. Well, that's really great. Jordan, thank you so much for calling and wishing me a happy anniversary. You're a really important part of the show. I talk about you all the time because I'm so proud of you. And 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 I got to tell you, one of the most popular um, episodes we've ever done here is when I told I told the story about me taking you to go meet Sally Slices. Do you remember that? Yes. He was the and he's a big TikTok star and the nicest guy around. So that's one good thing about TikTok is Sally Slices. Yeah. Okay, pal. Listen, Jordan, thank you so much. Give my love to your mom, and thank you so much for calling me and wishing me a happy anniversary. No problem. I love you, buddy. All right. Well, that was certainly nice. All right, let's go back back to the phones to people who are not my, my uh, children. Um, let's go to um, – let's go to this one just because it looks interesting. Let's go to Paul in Yorktown. Hey, Paul, thanks for calling. Hi, good to talk to you. My pleasure. Uh, I'm glad they put you on. Congratulations. You. <laughs> if you want to talk about where the government distrust started, right in Waco, where Janet Reno let the uh, FBI go in and burn down uh, Dave Koresh's cult. Seventeen children died innocently in that fire. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people point to Waco, and and I bet some of our listeners, some of our younger listeners, don't even remember that. But uh, I mean, some people do point to Waco as like this over. I mean, look, let's be honest about something here. American history has a lot of examples of the over overreach of the federal government, particularly the FBI. You know, it's funny listening to my my friends on the left. You know, leap to the defense of the FBI now. As if they're pure as the driven snow. I mean, let's, you know, they investigated, um, and persecuted, uh, Martin Luther King. They, they have not been, they have, they have been used for political purposes. But Waco is, well, was definitely a place that created some of the mistrust. But, you know, it, it doesn't change the fact that now I have said this on this show a bunch of times. Left and right should be able to agree that when we give someone a badge, and give them the authority to investigate us and arrest us and prosecute us, that we should be skeptical of that power and we should hold it in check. You know, we heard, you heard a, a, a tease for, uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani talking about how outrageous it is that people, you know, are being persecuted or prosecuted. That goes for everybody. That goes for the guy who's accused of, of shoplifting. That goes for the guy who's accused of of stealing classified documents that goes for a guy who's accused of getting a gun permit like Hunter Biden did when he lied on the application. It goes for everybody. But on the other hand, if you think that there's overreach, don't think that it's just on one side. We've had government overreach on on um, on both sides of it. Um, and uh, let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Hey, Robert, welcome back. Hi, Anthony. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh TikTok and other apps, almost none of these apps work without enabling geolocation, GPS. You know that? Well, TikTok less so. I mean, social media things that you don't have to put them where you where you are. As a matter of fact, you it doesn't you, you can you can switch off lo- notifying people where they're. That, that's actually social media apps are less uh, don't use that nearly as much as others uh, as other apps do. But go ahead. What's your point? Uh, these companies, they think and say that they're not subject to the Constitution. 
And I disagree completely. Well, here's what they say. They say there's no First Amendment protection when you're uh, 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 to being on or not on a private company's app. That's what they say. They say when people say, oh, it's a violation of my First Amendment right because you won't let me on your, uh, you know, put up my video on your face. No, the First Amendment talks about what the state can't limit its citizens from doing. It doesn't say anything about a private company. If a private company wants to say, I don't want, you know, Anthony on, on my app, frankly, I wish they would have said that. If, if, if they don't, if they can freely do it. If they say we don't want to have anyone that talks about, you know, pick a subject. They want anyone who talks about certain subjects being able to be on our app. They can certainly do it. That actually gives them the ability. And this is the weird thing about some of my colleagues saying, oh, you're trying to censorship on Twitter. No, censorship is something the government does, not something an individual application does. I mean, there, there, there is this notion that, you know, we should treat them as if they're as if they're citizens who speak, you know, like anyone else. But that means holding them responsible if someone goes out and commits a crime because they saw something on TikTok, which we don't we don't really do. Um, let's go to uh, Marie in Long Island. Hey, Marie, thank you for calling. Hi, Anthony. Uh, happy anniversary. And thank you. Uh, I'm in the middle like you. OK. And just real quick, I want your opinion on something, because we're all some of us are a little nervous about. Mr. Donald Trump even getting on the ballot. Now, I know the New York case will probably be just a fine or something, but the big one is the insurrection January 6th, Anthony, because I don't really think this country should and have to go through what what he did while he was in office. There were some good things, and I understand he tried to get rid of TikTok. I only wish that he had did, because I watched the trial, too. The whole five hours. And that man, Mr. Cho, or Chu, is going to get back to us Americans in our Congress, Democrats and Republicans. It was nice to see that they got along on some subject like this. But it's it's not good. He's going to get back to us on specifics, like a hundred questions, Anthony, yeah. like a hundred. Yeah, well, I'm Marie, nervous. Marie, yeah, I mean, look. I'm just don't want him on the ballot. I think once was enough for this country, Anthony, that's all. I've been a government worker for 32 years, retired. I'm very thankful that I worked. I worked for this government for 32 years, and I hear it and I know it all. Well, I Marie, don't know it all. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I I hear you, Marie. And thank you. I mean, look, Marie. First of all, thank you for for your service. You know, we say that to people who who you know wear a badge and wear a uniform. We should say it to you. You know, we need people to work for our government. Look, here's the thing. There's nothing stopping someone from running for office. Um, for, for in in most cases, for running for office after being convicted of a crime, there's there's nothing that that says you you can't do that. And I think there is going to be a real conversation within the Republican Party about whether or not Trump is the best uh, a standard bearer for their party. Now, I believe that he is going to ultimately be on the ballot and be the nominee because I think that his base of support, and I do believe, apropos of a previous call. I do believe that the persecution, the idea that he's this persecuted hero of the Republican Party leads the Republicans to rally around him. Now, I think if that happens, the Republicans are going to lose another national election. You remember, the Republicans haven't won the majority in a national election since, I guess, Bush, the second you know, Bush election over Kerry. That's the last time. It's the last time that more, you know, more Republicans cast votes than Democrats in a national election. And... um 
And look, I mean, I think it's a mistake that they're going to make. And by the way, as a Democrat, I, you know, if I'm just thinking about who's going to, you know, making sure the Democrat wins again, one thing I do know is that as, as you know, as vulnerable as I think Joe Biden is, I know he can beat Donald Trump. He did it by a healthy amount last time. I know he's going to be able, I'm pretty confident he's going to be able to do it again. But that's something Republicans have to sort out. And that's going to be the DeSantis argument, isn't it? I mean, DeSantis used some interesting language this week, something about the, I'll be the no drama guy who's going to get things done for Demo, for Republicans. I also saw him flip-flop on Ukraine. I'm glad to see that. He made a big mistake on Ukraine and should. Anyway, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about this great um, uh, interview that John Katsimatidis did. Actually, it was a show, basically. It was a, it was, it was, um, it was a Katz and Crosby, kind of like a special episode with Andrew Cuomo. I'm going to talk about that. And then at 3 o'clock, Curtis and I are going to continue that conversation. It's so great to have you along. This is the first anniversary edition of the middle, and it wouldn't be possible without you. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. In the middle, I'm Anthony Weiner. That Sly and the Family Stone bring us back in. If you listen to those lyrics, they are pretty good for our show. My friend Kevin has been advocating for that song for a while. As you can imagine, my phone's kind of blowing up a little bit with people calling in and saying, let's have more Jordan. Wendy Beak, OMG, we need more Jordan calls. He's I love that kid. I mean, he's a bit of a handful. I mean, 11 is a bit of a handful. So one of the things I want to assign you all to do if you haven't already done it, is yesterday uh, John Katsopatidis and Andrew Cuomo essentially did a one-hour show together and where it was uh, – where it took calls, had a conversation about the future of the city and the state and the federal and the government. They, I mean – and and listen to it because I think that no matter what you think of Andrew Cuomo, I think that he has plans and I think that he's someone with a lot of experience and someone who I think is trying to figure out what his next chapter is. Curtis and I are going to be talking about that a little bit on left versus right at 3 o'clock. By the way, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let me give you my kind of quick takeaway about this. I thought that Andrew Cuomo, who was someone with a lot of experience, came across with the most wafer-thin kind of platitudes about these big things. I'm going to, here's an exercise for you. Go listen to that and listen for a specific proposal that he makes anytime in the one hour. I counted one. He says, oh, we should do, we should not raise taxes. That's not a proposal. <laughs> That's just, uh, he says, we should focus on crime. Yeah, that, wonderful. We should focus on crime. He says, um, he said the, you know, the, 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 Prosecutions of Donald Trump in Georgia and New York and other places are are creating divisions in our country. And he keeps referring again and again to irrational people in the political system. The only one specific thing it was kind of like a passing thing. He said, oh, we should put the, the, the undocumented that come to our to our city. We should put them on the buses to other parts of the state. OK, great. That's a wonderful thing. He kind of said it as a joke. I'm not sure he actually actually means it. I mean, this is a guy who is, you know, he's got a, a podcast. He's, he's, I think he's going to be back on the air here again. I hope he is. 
And I, I, he seems to have no, I mean, I think the thing is when you, when you reemerge from these things, you know, we don't need another person just kind of putting two dimensional platitudes on the record. We need some serious thing. And then the other thing is there wasn't a single time in the entire show, the entire hour where he took questions. He talked about what was on his mind where, you know, he, he, he's, he does this kind of riff very similar to what we do about the middle. About, you know, the extremes and everything else. But look at a single time when he did, he did anything to show that, that he was for 40, 50 years a Democrat in the state. One guy called up and said, you know, what about the time he said in 2014, the GOP, there's no place in, the, in New York for a GOP. He's like, I don't remember saying that. He, even when he was asked about anti-Semitism, he blames the left. And I, we have a problem with our left and Israel. No doubt about it. Doesn't even mention the Charlottesville Trump rallies chanting the Jews will not replace us doesn't even mention this Fuentes doesn't even mention the, 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 the Taylor Greens, you know, saying Israeli space, spaceships are shooting at us and stuff like that. And he talks about irrational people and he doesn't, it's like, what do you, who do you, exactly who do you mean? Like, what do you tell us what position that you, you know, and, and so anyway, I, I thought that he sounded like someone who was score settling. But he just wanted to say, like, even like, criticizing Biden. Biden turned against him. His longtime friend Biden turned against him. I know what it's like. I know the instinct to do that. And the starts comeback, a return has to begin with a certain amount of, 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 of humility. It's got to start with, yeah, these are the things that put me in this position. As we say in the pro- my program, this is my side of the street. This is what I did. That, you know, it's not everyone else. And I think that that and if he wants to make a comeback as a Democratic politician, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. He he he, he was asked that, I think, twice and he didn't give much. Right. Again, go listen to it. Definitely go listen. Go to the Red Apple Podcast Network. Go to the app. Um, either way, you can listen to it. It's a, it's interesting. It's fascinating. But it was wafer thin, like tissue paper thin considering what a smart guy that he is and how long that he's been around and how little it it showed like okay here's what i think specifically we should don't raise taxes that's great don't raise taxes that's wonderful position people have that position but it's not a position that's the absence that's saying don't do a thing you know i mean it's, i mean and, and but if you want to be a democratic politician doing republican talking points i get it i get the the impulse to do that when you're on a conservative station. I feel that tug sometimes myself. But one thing you can always say about my show is that, I mean, I'm criticized sometimes for, is that I like to, to say, all right, here's what is, here's what I recognize in both sides of these arguments, and here's where I come down based on some information that I have. But I'm still a partisan Democrat. Listen to Andrew Cuomo yesterday, and you, it's like basically he's a, a Republican pundit. I'm glad he's doing it. I'd like to have him on the show. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'd like to have him. I, I think he, if he, you know, he's, I think he's got a podcast somewhere. Um, I think that he's a voice that's valuable to hear. And if he's obviously wants to keep his name out there, but for goodness sakes, take a position on something, man. Give me, tell me what you would do. Not just, I, I don't like what that guy's doing. I don't like what that guy's doing. Cuomo, you know, and remember again, just getting into his psyche a little bit, which I don't like to do with people, but I will in this case. Is he feels that, that, that he didn't do these things. He got thrown out of office and he feels that all these people that he helped and whatever it is turned on him. 
get it. Believe me. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I feel you, brother. But the path back starts with a little reflection, taking a little inventory of yourself. And then the path back to being interesting is saying, all right, here's what I think we should do about this specific problem, not just kind of pooping on everyone else. But we're going to talk about that a little bit more with Curtis. Um, I found it very interesting. And John, you know, John Ketsuntis, I know, you know, people some, you know, say, oh, you guys all like him just because he's your boss. He is a low-key, really good interviewer because he just opens the door and say, come on, walk in. And sometimes what that does is it leads you to kind of get an insight into what the person, you know, you're a little bit unfiltered. Like sometimes if you ask, you know, a very precise question, when he does this question, so what the heck is going on? Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> well, that's a tough question. So anyway, so this has been a great episode. It's been another. So 52nd, one year ago, um, I was given an opportunity to do this. It's the highlight of my week every week. Uh, and it's because I get a chance to scratch the itch that I've always had, which is, you know, being involved in civic life. I still care about the city. I care about I'm a, I'm a patriot. I care about my country. And I have the utmost respect for people who believe different things. I believe that 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 we need both sides for things to go around and we can meet in the middle on a lot of things. For a year now, you've been letting me do it with you. I really do enjoy that. I am grateful for it. Every day I make a gratitude list and just about every day the opportunity to be here is on it. I thank you so much. And coming on the other side, someone else I'm grateful for, Curtis Lewa, left versus right at 3 o'clock. Thank you very much for joining me on The Middle. We'll see you on the other side. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.